Welcome one, welcome all. Good to have you. Bill Michael's show, we continue on this portion of the program, brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Love Quick Trip. Going to be stopping there today, as a matter of fact, on my way out to uh, Joe Mama's because uh, I got to get some gas. I was uh, going dropping some stuff off at the post office this morning and noticed I needed it, so I'll be picking that up later today. However, you can get registered for the opening drive contest in the uh, Packers opening drive game sweepstakes, uh, if you will. Quick Trip, proud sponsor of Packers football. If your name is chosen, one lucky winner each week for the Packers opening drive will be chosen. And then for every yard garnered on the Packers opening drive, you get $10 in a gift card. Not a bad way to go. And if they score, you get up to 500 bucks additional. So you're hoping for the Packers to go down, drive it right down, put it in the end zone, and be good to go. That's all from our friends at Quick Trip, proud Packers supporter. And if you're going to be doing some tailgating, if you're going to be picking up things quickly like butter, bread, eggs, milk, you name it, they've got it. Good stuff over there at Quick Trip. And uh, there is nothing that uh, I could want in my life that they don't have. I love it. I love our friends at Quick Trip. Appreciate it very much. Uh, let's do this. Let's bring in our buddy Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. Interesting piece on Aaron Rodgers and whether or not this offensive uh, unit for the Green Bay Packers pushing a panic button. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on. Absolutely. So uh, you, I guess we're pushing a panic button at this point in time because I don't see Devontae walking through that door anytime soon. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a panic button on the whole season, but I do think it's a panic button on this offense, right? I, I do think that the offense that we've come to know in the Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers era, I just don't think it's going to be walking through that door. And it's kind of a twofold thing. It's one, the talent. I mean, this is, a, I think, pretty objectively the worst group of receivers they've had since, you know, that I can remember. <laughs> the 90s, maybe, you know, it's just, it's not a good collection of talent there that they have at the receiver position. And then, two, it's kind of the way the game's gone, um, the way defenses are not playing. These you know, elite quarterbacks in the NFL, the rise of these two, this two high stuff, the cover four, the quarters coverages, the cover six, the quarter-to-quarter half stuff that really put the cap, really makes you be perfect in the passing game. And it's hard to be perfect when you don't have you – know, when you have one, two rookies you know, as two of your main targets – uh, and two, just not talent that's winning consistently at the receiver position. So I think that uh, was the gist of the article and why I am, you know, worried about the Packers offense. The, let's start with the offensive line. They got dump trucked on Sunday, and I don't know if it's just people playing out of position. We've been thinking about Elton Jenkins being a better guard than a tackle. David Bakhtiari being eased back into the situation. Uh, we saw John Runyon, Royce Newman. I mean, numerous guys that got pushed around. Is it just as simple as saying if you give Aaron Rodgers more time, more guys are going to get open? I, I don't think it is because, I mean, honestly, that, that was the worst, obviously, the off the lines looked all season. But it, that hasn't been, if you look at their sort of pass blocking compared to the rest of the league, they're still a top 10 graded pass blocking off the line for the PFF grades. Like, they, the rest of the games – they were fine, and it, they still weren't scoring points. You know, so like that right. was kind of a one-off. I, I am worried, you know, about the offensive line, but I do think they have answers, right? I, I do think if they kick Elkin Jenkins in the guard, you can get Yash Nyman on the field and sort of alleviate some of the issues that have been uh, plaguing them. Like this is still a good offensive line. That more was to me just an anomaly. Is it partially play calling the fact that they are not utilizing the weapon that is Aaron Jones? I mean, only three carries in the first half of that game. I, I, it leaves you scratching your head, doesn't it? Yeah, that one was weird. I, I thought he was better suited to attack this Jets defense than A.J. Dillon was, but then obviously the featuring Dillon 
heavily in that game. That was head scratching. I will say it is worrisome whenever there is what seems like this week a difference of opinion between quarterback and play caller, um, whether it's the use of motion, tempo, whatever it is Aaron Rodgers wants to use. Uh, that is always worrisome, it, you know, because you got to be on the same page to run an offense cohesively. And I think it's very indicative of their struggles. It's just too many guys not on the same page, too many, you know, sort of missed opportunities just right off the tip of guys' hands and that sort of thing that. Yeah, it'll start to bounce maybe their way at some point this season. Some of it will get cleaned up, but it better be soon because right now they're digging themselves a hole. They don't have a guy that can take the lid off of a defense. Uh, that guy is not here right now, and he's not, I don't think, anytime soon walking through that door unless Christian Watson all of a sudden gets it and the light bulb snaps. But uh, So it, can they survive and can they win, like you said, with motion, running the ball a little bit, quick outs, tight end, receiving moving the sticks can they consistently win that way and put up more points per game well to consistently win that way and i was saying at the beginning of the season the defense has to be a top five defense you know ball control run game heavy only works if you have the defense on the other side that can stop ball control offenses you know that can force teams into passing situations on the other side of the ball um and right as of right now like they just don't have that their run defense has been massive so that's the worst of things. Like, this could have worked. It could have all been cohesive and led to a lot of wins. It can lead to that. But just the defense better be dominant, and they're just a little behind probably what a lot of people expected in terms of performance so far this season. As far as offensive turnaround, like, yeah, I could see this ending up an average offense by the end of the season. But if you just objectively look at their talent level compared to the rest of the league, it doesn't look like the top ten offenses. You know, top ten offenses don't have – one receiver better than what the Packers are throwing out. They got multiple guys that are better than, you know, Alan Lazard, who's the de facto number one in Green Bay. So that to me is the biggest problem still facing this team. And yeah, I believe in Aaron Rodgers to change things around, turn things around, play better than he has of late, but I don't think it's ever going to look like MVP Aaron Rodgers. So I want to go to something you said about the ability to stop the run. This year they bring in Jerron Reed. TJ Slayton's a big 320 plus pound body. Devontae Wyatt was supposed to fortify the defensive front. Kenny Clark has been a, a pro bowler. Dean Lowry, he's on again, off again at best. This was supposed to be a better team at stuffing the run. What do you see as the problem and the inability for this team to be better up front? Well, one, they're kind of thin along the D-line, especially at edge in terms of guys getting on the field that you'd like to play the run. So you're playing Kenny Clark a ton of snaps. Right? He, you rather him not have that massive a workload. He's just going to be fresher and be better in the run game if he doesn't have to play that many snaps uh, that he's played so far this season. And then after that, I mean, a rookie at the second level, Quay Walker's been been a liability. You know, he's been sticky you know, off of the linemen, get their hands on him any way they want to at the second level. So that's not good when you, when you think about that they're trying to stop the run with light boxes. That's the way the world in the NFL today. You better have linebackers that diagnose and can see things uh, quickly so they just got to try something else I think the talent's there they just can't play this hold your gap try to play two gaps they got to get a little more aggressive in the run game get guys coming downhill a little bit more try to get some negative plays as opposed to this kind of bend don't break from the run game that has consistently broken that we've seen yeah and see that's exactly what I was saying when you look at the completion percentage of quarterbacks throwing 70 plus percent at them but then again defensively speaking and, and uh, yardage wise they have the least amount of yards given up via the pass, 
But on the other hand, the quarterbacks are completing passes against them and they're moving the chains. The the whole thing about not pressing, playing this soft zone, playing back, it's kept the defense on the field, in my opinion. Is that right? I do think so. And it's it's kind of you can play that way if you know you can stop the run. You know, you can allow four or five yard completions if you know that that next run is only going to go for one or two yards. Well, the thing is they're giving up these five, six yard completions and then the run's going for five, six yards and then they're doing it again and it's like you're beating your head into a wall because it's the same story, different game sort of thing. So uh, that's probably the most frustrating thing is that the lack of change is the lack of, and now obviously they didn't lose this Jets game because of their pass defense, but the lack of uh, anything different trying to play this run or trying to stylistically when obviously the results aren't there with whatever style they're trying right now. Talking with Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus, at PFF underscore Mike is where you can find him. Uh, let's go back to the offense for a minute. Um, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon not racking up the yardage the way you might think he would, uh, but Aaron Jones still their best weapon. Is is I, I know they ran a lot of two-back sets early on, and it seems like they've kind of gotten away from that. And then the success of continuously running shotgun seems to be decreasing. Uh, so far this season, they've run 191 plays under shotgun or out of shotgun, and only 35 under center. Is that problematic as well? I, I mean, that's kind of that's what Aaron Rodgers has to do to do a lot of the stuff he does at the line of scrimmage, right? With uh, quick passes, the RPOs, the wide receiver screens that they lead the league in right now in terms of wide receiver screens, I believe, that they're just throwing a ton of quick game to try to alleviate the fact that, you know, they can't really, they don't have any semblance of a downfield pass game. So under center versus shotgun, I'm not sure you're ever going to see them go back to any under center routes. I just think the game's not trending that way. Uh, And again, like a lot of the passing game is predicated on shotgun stuff. So this is kind of what they've been doing in years past, and it just looks a lot different when you don't have the one guy that defenses have to worry about. It's probably the biggest thing, is the biggest difference. Is there a guy out there, because there's been a lot of talk about trades, is there a guy out there that you think would make sense and really help this team? Chase Claypool is the one that's gotten floated around, the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver, and I can't help but think that that's probably – the one guy that I would point to as well, um, just from a speed perspective, low four fours, big bodied wide receiver. Obviously Rogers uh, has loved that over the course of his career. Guys with big catch rate, the back shoulder stuff. Claypool can do all of that. So he immediately gives you a downfield threat, immediately gives you another big body uh, for the red zone and stuff like that, that Rogers has been so successful with. So I don't think there's, you know, it's always difficult to add a guy mid season, but if, you know, you're the Packers situation, where you're at with Rodgers' deal right now with, you know, after he retires, it's basically over from a cap perspective because he's still going to count so much in your cap. You got to move some chips to the table, you know. You got to maximize this window. So I, I know they've never done it in years past, but would not surprise me if that changes here uh, at the deadline. Is there a value that you believe Chase Claypool would pull in? I don't think the Steelers would ask for too much, right? They're so bereft of young talent at the moment. They obviously realize they're not going anywhere this year. Uh, And they have a stacked wide receiver room now with the addition of George Pickens and with Deontay Johnson getting a new contract to where that's an expendable piece. So first round pick, I don't think it's going to take. I think it'd probably be a second and a fourth, maybe something in that range Uh, for a guy like Chase Claypool, who, you know, hasn't had a thousand yard season, but obviously wasn't working in the most high level passing offense last year. So, 
still young, still a year left on his deal after this to where uh, I think that probably is what he ends up or would end up getting moved for. Great stuff as always, man. Mike, I appreciate it, uh, and we'll talk again real soon, okay? For sure, Bill. Thanks so much for having me on. Have a good Thanks one. So, absolutely. Thanks so much. There you go. Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus. Good stuff from him. So Chase Claypool uh, would be the guy that uh, maybe would draw some interest. I just retweeted it that uh, that apparently there is that uh, that multiple NFL executives believe that the Steelers are willing to trade Chase Claypool. Um so we'll wait and see if that actually materializes or if there's something else out there. Uh, but I let me say this, um, and, and you tell me if your thinking is correct along mine or not, okay? If you make a deal, if you make a deal, it is for a real wide receiver. And I'm not talking about some second-level guy that's better than what you have but still not a number one. You know what I mean? It's for a real wide receiver. So when you get Sammy Watkins back, when you get Christian Watson back, when you get Randall Cobb back, you've got three or four names of ilk that you would have to pay attention to if you're a defensive coordinator. Sammy Sammy Watkins better as a two than he is a one. Randall Cobb better as a three than he is a one or two. Better in a slot. Better in a breakdown. Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson, they're still both learning. But if you can put a guy alongside Watkins and then opposite, say, Christian Watson, who can get downfield with that take-the-lid-off type of speed and work it in to where eh, you don't have a ton of trust, but at least you got some ability to take shots, you got to find that guy. Don't give me another, and no offense, but don't give me another Sammy Watkins. Don't. That's not going all in. That's that's putting a Band-Aid on a, you, you, you got to go all in. Otherwise, what are you doing? I don't even know if you have the ability to money-wise to do it, but otherwise, what are you doing? 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Wisconsin Home and Business Owners, Epoxy Flooring Coating Services. They got it at reasonable prices. Top quality workmanship. I just saw some of Sean's work over on the Facebook fan page as well. Colors, finishes. They can even paint the room that you're in. Uh, They're located right here in the state, too, which means a lot of these companies that have been coming in from out of state that do it, the work isn't nearly as good. And when you go to get them to fix it, they're nowhere to be found because they're not in this state. You can't even go after them legally. You know what I mean? It takes you a lot of time and money to do it. So get a guy from right here in Wisconsin. That's our buddy, Sean. EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. Call him uh, 262-443-2852. From Green Bay to Milwaukee to Madison, everywhere in between. EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. That's EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. Or call him 262-443-2852. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. They're getting close, getting close. 
Jeff and Alicia. I just saw the pictures of Stoley's Hog Alley as a renovation. Now, Stoley's uh, Hog Alley shut down for a little while. They're uh, finishing up the renovation, so uh, I can't wait because it's, it's, it's going to look spectacular. Uh, I know they're a little behind. They had some things that uh, obviously in today's day and age with construction being what it is, took a little time. But Stoll's Old 109 is open up in Watertown, and that place is fantastic. So that's where all their attention is right now and giving you the best food, the best service out there while they're, uh, while that place is open and Stoley's Hog Alley is not. So if you want to support them, local business, good people, uh, knock on the door over at Stoley's Hog Alley and say, hey, Jeff, when are you going to be open? But, uh, but yeah, they just uh, they shut it all down. They gutted the inside. I can't wait. Can't wait for that place to open. Stoley's Hog Alley, an icon that is going to come out come away with a new look. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, it looks like we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up after the top of the hour, but it looks like uh, Matt LaFleur is um, kind of alluding to the fact that Sammy Watkins is going to be back. Um, Scott uh, writes, uh, if this thing is not fixable, why would you make a trade? I think at this point in time, um. I think at this point in time, you know, much like uh, Mike Renner said, you have to look forward to um, – you have to kind of go for it. You, you, the, the window is closing on Aaron Rodgers at some point, one year, two years, three years, five years, whatever. The window is going to be closing. You have to. You can't just let it go and say, well, we got next year because you don't. You, you just never know what year is going to be next year. That you don't have that. So, in my opinion, I think you do what you can. And like he said, you know, what are you using the draft choices for? For three years down the road, you don't have three. You know, once Aaron Rodgers retires anyway, you're going to have a year of nothing because of the way the salary cap is kind of all put together. And the money you're going to end up owing so go ahead and, and and do it now. Go for it now. Put it all together now. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Thoughts on that? Um, <laughs> hey, Bill, Coach, uh, got his press conference, anything worthwhile? Uh, we're going to play it for you coming up here at the top of the hour, so stay tuned so you can hear it. Um, this one is from Mark who said, um, if the quarterback has time, go ahead and trade him. Nothing to lose if the quarterback retires. Some things to help the backup. Well, I don't, I, I'm not worried about tomorrow right now i'm really not i i I still i still believe you got aaron Rodgers for this year and next minimally after that i don't know but i still believe you got him if also let me say ben if if brian gutekinst say goes out and says trades away a couple of draft choices for chase claypool is that not saying to aaron Rodgers you're doing everything you can for success yeah it is I don't know and if, if the relationship is that good as Rogers expressed on the Pat McAfee show. Isn't that then Rogers also having a hand of this and taking ownership of it as well, right? Yeah, I would feel that. I mean, has the message not been sent that they're at least trying to be all in? 
whether the moves have worked out or not? Um, yes, but I think short-term memory is we didn't have success with what you did. Uh, and do you think Aaron Rodgers is looking in the mirror going, you know, we'd have Devontae if I would have been more in, more decisive and wouldn't have been so wishy-washy? I don't think he's doing that. Do you? No. I would like if he was. Yeah, I don't think he's doing that. I think if they decide Chase Claypool's the guy, I think that that is the loud message of we are not going to let this thing just fall down and go away. We we want to get there. We want to go for it. Now, I think, you know, 13 wins is out of the question at this point. But if you can get to 11, I think you're in the ballpark for getting into the postseason. And maybe, depending on what happens the remainder of the season with the Vikings and such, maybe you still got a shot at the division. I don't think so. But that might not be a bad way to go. And I still think if you can pick up a legitimate weapon, Sammy Watkins comes back, you start to get something out of Christian Watson, I think you're going to be okay. And I think if your offense takes the pressure off of your defense, it'll be okay. You got 13 days to get it done. Uh, let's go to Eric listening to us in Green Bay. Eric, how are you doing today, man? What's up? Oh, I'm doing great, Bill. Thanks for taking my call, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking that it doesn't matter really how much people like me scream about RPO and only two snaps from under center or, you know, we need to pound the rock more with, with uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, et cetera. If nobody's blocking anybody and against the Jets, I watched Royce Newman, number 70, run through the line without hitting a single person and then turn around and start picking people up off the ground. There's not a single play in the Packers playbook that says right guard runs through the line without touching individual, turns around, <laughs> picks people up. Right. So I want to hear some ideas people have about what they can do with the offensive line. I think they've got depth there. I think they've got talent there. I think Royce Newman and Runyon Jr., are getting ragdolled around, and we're getting very poor guard play. I know that Josh, um, the center. Um, Josh Nyman, or jo uh, jo uh, My Josh Myers, you know, Myers, yeah. Is, is having a solid game, but he's, you know, is he like all-pro status? Because right now we got an all-pro left tackle with really good depth behind him. We've got an all-pro guard getting manhandled at right tackle, when we've got a monster who played right tackle in, cons in college, albeit he's a, a rookie, um, on the bench. I, I personally, I'm not against trying Elton Jenkins at center, since uh, it seems that right tackle is probably the number five of what he's good at in the line. But what can we do to see more of Sean Ryan, Zach Tom, and really shake things up on that offensive line? I this is the way if I'm going to try anything I'm going to put Josh Nyman at right tackle move Elton Jenkins back in to guard which then in essence should make Josh Myers even better I mean John Runyon's been solid since the day he got here um but yeah it's that's the thought Royce Newman just not getting it done right now and I think we can all see that 877 867 1670 877 867 
1670. Let's go. Uh, well, let's do this. We're going to take a break. Brett, Brett and Doug, stay tuned. I'll get to you right when we come back. This portion of the program being brought to you by our friends over there. New male medical treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders as well. And uh, when it comes to ED, you know you got it. They have a 98% success rate at treating it. It's all but cured for you. Uh, if they can't cure it, I don't know if anybody can. 414-455-4451. Then there's the all-in-one weight loss program. If you're looking at yourself going, I need to shed some pounds, it works. All you have to do is follow it. Again, 414-455-4451. Just call. You can't do anything if you don't call. They do low-T treatments. There's vitamins. There's supplements, things to just get your energy level back up. So many different things just for you. But you can't do anything if you don't call. 414-455-4451. Again, 414-455-4451. Five one phone calls coming up after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Our friends at Wisconsin Harley Davidson reminding you it's cold. Going to warm up this weekend. Riding season not done. It's hanging on like grim death. Get out and do it. And if you're looking for motor clothes, warm motor clothes to do it, they got them. They got them. Go to wishd.com. That is wishd.com. Wishd.com for everything they have to offer. And uh, don't forget, stop in out there in Oconomowoc, Highway 67, just south of 94. Motor clothes, huge motor clothes department. They got a whole back room of stuff. They got the clearance room. And in addition to that, they have new new bikes, used bikes. If you're looking to trade yours in, if you're looking to store yours, they have so much out there to offer in the service departments, second to none. All you got to do is check it out. Again, go to wishd.com. That is wishd.com. Again, wishd.com. Let's get back to the phone calls. Talk to Doug. Doug, welcome to the program of the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Hi. Uh, listening to your conversation about the offensive line and uh, – I got a issue with how they do their running plays. They got these pitch lefts and pitch rights, and then aside from that, it's always a cut back, get the line flowing one way, and the running back cuts back. And like you said yesterday, the Jets have a blueprint on how to defend that. Well, the linebacker doesn't go with the flow, and he just sits right back in the hole, and he's one-on-one with the ball carrier. Uh, I suggest getting back to a power-type running game. They've done it with LaFleur. Put a fullback in the game and get a lead blocker in there to wipe out some of these linebackers. I think it would help out a lot. Um, I appreciate the phone call. The The power run game, if indeed you go in that direction, it also means that you have to have an offensive line that's going to get the job done. You know what I mean? So as much as... I would agree with that. If the offensive line is playing well, well, then again, you know, if you've got an offensive line that's blowing open holes, you don't really need a, a fullback. Um, and, and again, you go back to the two back sets. You can go back to the two back sets that the uh, the Packers have been running. And Mister, the big thing for me is you got. And I would not object if they decided to go back to. Uh, like you said, running a fullback. If they want to bring Josiah Aguar in or they want to run A.J. Dillon through the hole first as a blocker, 
and use him kind of in a fullback mode, they can do that as well. I, I don't have a problem with it. You just have to be able to get Aaron Jones open, and you got to spring him. He's got that second-level speed. If you get him out in the open, he can do that. That's the big thing for the run game. I, I, it, to, it, to me, I mean, as much as we sit here and talk about this today, it all starts up front. If they give Aaron Rodgers more time to throw the football, you may not have guys wide open, but you're at least going to have guys that can get open, or you can throw to the spot that it looks as if they're going to be available. You can also run the ball better. It, it, it starts up front. Everything trickles. It's like a stone in the pond, man. Everything trickles down from there. And Aaron Jones, if you th- it really, if you're honest with yourself, if you're really honest and you look at this team and you say, who is your best weapon? Weapon. It's Aaron Jones. And the fact that you don't get in the ball on a regular basis enough, that's a shame. That's a shame because he's your best weapon. 877-867-1670. He's the guy. So getting the ball in space, getting the ball in the run game, getting you just need a crease for him. You just need a crease for him. That's it. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Um, this is from Maxie. Maxie says, I believe that the offensive line needs to be better, but I think Aaron Rodgers has to be better. He has to be better at recognition, and he has to be better at getting rid of the ball quickly. He hangs on to the ball far too long. These guys don't have time to get open, or those that are covering them figure it out. I think it's just the opposite. Maxie, I think it's just the opposite. I think that guys, first of all, the pass rush is in his face. He doesn't have time to wait for guys to get open, and they're not. There was numerous times this past weekend where you're sitting in the press box, and I'm literally just kind of kind of unfocusing, and I'm looking at the entirety of the field, and there weren't guys wide open. Every now and then you'll see a guy running free, Rodgers. Like, there was one time, it might have been Aaron Dillon had a drop. And the very next play, Dillon's wide open, Rodgers didn't go to him. I think he looked at him. I couldn't tell. I'm trying to watch the field to see if the field is wide open. I, he was the only one open, didn't go to him. But there, the pass rush was in his face so quickly, you don't have time to sit back, pat the ball, and look for a guy to get open. You're already under pressure, and you're looking for escape routes. So I think it's just the opposite. You start up front. If yes, quick outs and 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 quick quick hitters to Aaron Jones and you know tight end Tanyan and so I, that I agree with, but also it's the ability to sit in the pocket for that extra second. Playing pretty much the whole game now. That's the thought. Yeah, I agree. All right, that's, that's the all I, That's all I wanted. All right, buddy. Appreciate it, man. He drops off. You get on board. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to chime in. That's that's the thought. I mean, I think I start there. Um, Josh Nyman goes to right. Elton Jenkins goes to right guard. Keep the rest of it the same. Utilize Aaron Jones more and start there. Obviously, Sammy Watkins looks to be coming back this week. We'll see if indeed he does. But that's that's where you start. 
and then you kind of see how things go. And you give Aaron Rodgers that second longer for time. Not to say you're going to get downfield all of a sudden explosive, because that's not going to happen. Every now and then you've got to take a shot, but it, that's not going to happen. What you need to do is just be consistent and be able to use, to me, utilize Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones needs at least 25 touches a game, I think. I'm not saying you Sorry about that. Technical stuff going on with Bill. Let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break. Bill will return on the other side. We're also going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. We have more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are back at practice today. Yesterday, GM Brian Gutekinds claimed offensive tackle Luke Tenuta off waivers. Tenuta is out of Virginia Tech, six foot eight, 319 pounds, a sixth-round pick for the Bills last spring. He later spent some time with the Colts. Matt LaFleur says the Packers' offense had a number of drives where they should have scored points in their loss at home to the Jets. We had opportunities where we... We're in scoring position multiple times in that game. And when it came down to some of those critical downs or just some situations, we went backwards when we got into that field goal range area. The Packers travel to Washington to face the Commanders this Sunday at noon. Taylor Heineke will get to start a quarterback for the Commanders. That's because Carson Wentz is out with a broken ring finger. Head coach Ron Rivera. Uh, he did have surgery yesterday on, on uh, his right hand. He's uh, he's going to be in L.A. for a couple of days. He'll, he'll, he's been doing rehab already, and uh, we'll get a little bit more update by the end of this week as far as uh, he's concerned. Aaron Rodgers has been dealing with that thumb injury he suffered against the Giants in London. Rodgers asked on the McAfee show how much it bothered him against the Jets. Yeah, I was taping it early in the week just to give it a little support, and then Saturday in the walkthrough I didn't tape it uh, and wanted to go out and see how I felt Sunday in pregame before I decided to tape it or not and felt fine taking snaps from Josh and throwing the ball and was was doing pretty good. There was a hit early in the game where we were going to screen pass to the right, and we had some miscommunication on the backside, and I got hit, and the natural reaction when you get hit is to kind of put your hands out, and that kind of banged it up a little bit. So, you know, it was, uh, I felt it, but it, it wasn't a major issue, and it's not going to be an issue. Uh, you know, I'm still going to play. That's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Bill Michael Show continuing on. Uh, don't forget about our friends over there at Great Lakes Dragway, Union Grove, Wisconsin. 2023 right around the corner. And if you've got a car person in your life, maybe you get them uh, some passes to Great Lakes Dragway. That's not a bad way to go. they got all kinds of events still happening down there at the uh, at the quarter mile and half mile. But uh, 2023 right around the corner. So start thinking about those gift ideas. Coming up in the offseason, that's GreatLakesDragaway.com. GreatLakesDragaway.com. Not what it, not sure what happened. All of a sudden, everything just was done, and then it came right back like 30 seconds later. Well, I was going to ask, are the Packers trying so, to silence you or what? I guess. I don't know. So that was a... Something happened. That was a dangerous situation because I was about 45 seconds from going into whether it's a must win or a can't lose on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Couldn't tell you, but uh, I was I was silenced there for a second, trying to trying to silence us. Didn't happen though. 
Didn't happen. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Um, Mark says, is it panic time? I don't know about panic. I, I think it depends. Your panic would really, to me, be on your, it'd be predicated on your, how do I put this? On your expectation. You know, um, if you think they were a Super Bowl bound team with the loss of Devontae, then yeah, you're probably in panic mode. If you were a postseason bound team, I'd said all along, I'd almost prefer them to be a wild card. I mean, I know that the team wouldn't like that. And I know the city wouldn't like that. The city counts on that, you know, additional postseason revenue. But I almost prefer them to be a wild card. Go in, back against the wall, scrap dog, that type of thing. At this point, I, I just almost prefer that. Because, I, I mean, everything else is, it, it's, it has set up perfectly for them for a while. And then all of a sudden, it, it, it just it went away. You know, last year it was, oh, man, everything's just, this is awesome. This is great. And then it just didn't, didn't materialize. You know, you got the snow, you got the weather, you got the team, you got the matchup, everything you wanted, and pfft, nothing. Just didn't work out. 877-867-1670, hit us up. Uh, let's go uh, listen to Steve. Steve from Grafton, Wisconsin. How you doing, Steve? What's up? Good. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, man. Turn your radio down. Okay. Hold on. Hold on a second. Can you hear me now? I got you. Go ahead. Hold on. I can't. Hold on. It's got to be a little louder. Okay. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Got you now. Go ahead. Okay. My question to you, same, assume the Packers lose two out of the next three games. And I know from past experience, the Packers are very slow at making decisions. But would it right. be time for LaFleur to look at his offensive coaches and his defensive coaches and say, hmm, we're going to have to make some changes here? Um, I know they say, I think the, the rest of the schedule looks daunting and it would be a good idea to start maybe making changes. Would you, what do you think of that? Well, I appreciate the phone call too. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. I, I look at it this way. You're not, you're not going to make changes as far as firing coaches midstream. Maybe what you do is you take say Stenovich who is kind of your your guy right now under Matt LaFleur as far as the offensive, you know, room goes. And he's going to go back. He's, the more you demote or the more you have to send somebody back to do something, say you take Stenovich, who was so successful with the offensive line, you say, okay, look, you're going to go concentrate on this. Well, then what do you do with Luke Butkus? Luke Butkus was the guy that you gave that job to, which is in essence is telling him you're not getting the job done. And it trickles down from there. It's not a bad idea because results are results, and you don't want to let the season just fall by the wayside. But I don't think necessarily you're going to start making wholesale changes. What you're going to do is maybe start putting your arms around things again, like he did defensively speaking last year when he got into the uh, defensive meetings 
with Joe Barry, when he did more committal to that. Maybe he gets more involved with Luke Butkus. Maybe he gets more involved with Tom Clements. Maybe he gets more involved with, you know, the, the, the wide receiver coaches and such. Maybe, maybe that's what he ends up doing. You know, that's Jason Vrabel. Maybe he gets more involved with Jason Vrabel. I, I, I don't know. I don't know necessarily what he does, but you got to do something, right? You got to do something because it's just right now it's it's not. But I think it starts with this weekend. If you get a win, if you look better, if you like, I think there was an interview. John Runyon had stated that, you know, they, they believe they have things worked out, that they figured it out. Well, let's hope they do. Let's hope they've got it figured out. Maybe there's a confidence there. Maybe guys kind of looked in the mirror. Maybe, I, I don't know, maybe on Monday they said, okay, this is what we're going to do. They've got things figured. I don't, I don't know. We'll wait and see. But I don't think you start making a bunch of coach. If you start making coaches cha- coaching changes, you're in a panic. If you start making wholesale player personnel moves, you're in a panic. I think what you do is you say, who is not carrying the weight and what are the best players we have to fix this? And you make those changes and hold guys accountable. Because that's what guys expect. But I don't necessarily believe that you go in and make wholesale coaching changes because you only have so many guys on your staff that can actually do what they need to do. You know, it's not like you've got this depth of of coaches, like you get, fire an offensive line coach, you bring a new guy in. Most of that stuff's done, you know, off season. Oh, he's waiting to see if Leonard gets the Wisconsin job. Right? Maybe that's what he's doing. We all know that. Maybe then he looks at it and says, okay, we're going to make a change. Yeah, he, he does like a, aggression. I like that. Another hour yet to go, but we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur when we come back. Matt LaFleur had some things to say in today's presser. You are going to hear that coming up next. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Buzzard Billy's out in Lacrosse. Terrific place to eat. Go upstairs to the Starlight Lounge and enjoy yourself a really good martini. The Snickers martini. Uh, that's that's a real deal right there. The grasshoppers and such. I love mint. I'm good into that. But that Snickers martini. Oh, that's uh, yeah. That, that that'll make your that'll make your face smile. You'll you'll bust it up on that. Good stuff. So whether it's Buzzard Billy's downstairs, Starlight Lounge upstairs, either way, you can't go wrong. Stay tuned. Another hour yet to go. The Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.